return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I on now? <laughs> Amen. Wow. I always say we thank God for technology. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> tonight I'm also so excited to meet you, and I'm excited to share the Word of God with you. And I pray that by the time you are done tonight, God will speak to you like never before. Hallelujah. Before I begin, I want to thank Pastor Dave, Mama Jeannie, Pastor Randin, Angeline, and the entire leadership of this church. For this great opportunity, giving me to share the word of God with you. Hallelujah. Um, one thing I know is that no one enters the presence of God and go back the same as he or she came. Amen. So, and it, it is an error, it's a mistake for you to encounter Jesus and your life will still remain the same as it is. Anyone through scripture who encountered Jesus, anyone who through scripture had an encounter with God, had a changed life for the better. Hallelujah. And I pray that as God used me as a vessel to bless you tonight, God will speak to you and you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Shall we close our eyes wherever we are? Just begin to love the Lord. Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just lift up your voice and lift up your voice and just bless His name. We are not in haste to preach. We are not in haste to do anything. We we just want to worship. We just want to worship God. Read alabandos karandos krabasaya nos kominasaina. Marandos compira da basaya do cromasca de la labada randos copida de bossa. Lacra da basanda branda basson in the mosca prandas conilinianda. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice and pray unto Jesus. Zara da sanda randos comina manos que pranos capara da basaya. Rica brandos copinidinianda da basaya cobra da basanda da baha. Roshanda bani comosambranda sandi. You are the reason I live. You're the one for me. You're the one for me. You are the reason I live. You're the one for me. You're the one for me. Why should I fear when I have you surrounded by your love, everlasting love? Why should I care what people say they don't know what you mean to me? 
Why should I fear when I have you surrounded by your love, everlasting love? Why should I care what people say? Cause they don't know what you mean to me. Maracosa Pilaba. You are the reason I live. You see the reason why you live? You're the one for me. Just sing it with meaning. You're the one for me. You're proclaiming that you are the reason why I live, God. You are the reason I live. Maracosa. You're the one for me. You're the one. For me, why should I fear when I have you surrounded by your love, Rakata, everlasting love? Yes, Lord, let why should I care what people say? Cause they don't know, Rakasaya. What you mean to me again? Why should I fear when I have you surrounded by your love? Everlast, Why should I care what people say? <laughs> Cause they don't know. Cause you're the one for me You're the one for me You're the one for me Harakusa You're the one You are the one for me You are the one for me Yes Lord You are the one You are the one for me You are the one In the book of Psalm 23, verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before, before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercies shall follow me all the days of my life. Father, we love you. Father, we don't care what people say. For they don't know what you mean to us. Father Lord, we, we are not afraid. For Lord, we know that there is no fear in love. And we know that since we are surrounded by your love. Since we are overcome by your love. Since we are lost in your love. We are more than overcomers. Father, I pray that may our hearts be so receptive to you tonight. As you speak your message of hope unto us. 
At the end, when we come to the realization and the reality of who you are and what you mean to us. So that, Lord, we will not base our testimonies on what people have said. But we will base our testimonies on what we've experienced with you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we've prayed. We've thanksgiven. Amen. Amen. Wow. Rabadasai and Osa. I love the I love the atmosphere. This atmosphere is so saturated. It's so saturated. This atmosphere is so saturated with the presence of God. Moses said that if your presence doesn't go with us, you are not going to go. Because he's a man who had grown to understand that anyone who carries the presence, who walks, who walks in the presence of God, walks in the will of God. And, you know, in the presence of God, in him is the fullness of joy. Whenever, we, whenever the atmosphere is so charged and his presence is so mighty here, we present our petition and our request to him and he listens and he does. We are living in a crazy world. So many things are going on. There's so much wind blowing. And for some time now, I don't know why the Spirit of the Lord has been laying on my heart to bring the man of the church to the agency of the, the, of the era we live in and why we are supposed to take hold of the moment and the era in which we find ourselves and make the best out of it. The Bible makes us understand that we should redeem the times because the days are evil. We should redeem the time because the days are evil. So many things are going on. There, there's so much wind blowing. There, there, there are so many things occurring in life and you ask yourself that, am I really sure I'm in the midst of human beings? Am I really sure I'm in the midst of believers? Am I really sure I'm in the midst of people? I can't be going through this kind of, they don't make sense. We are in a period and in a time where families are betraying one another, where friends are betraying one another, where you hear nations fighting against nations, where you hear even church members going against church members, where you hear pastors going against pastors. The people the shepherd are supposed to run to, some, shepherd, some sheep run to the shepherd and they become meat for the shepherd. We are living in a crazy time. Where it's very difficult to know even whom to trust. The Bible says that in the end time, the love of many shall grow cold. And when the love grows cold, there is no trust. What sustains love is trust. So when there is loss of trust, there is loss of love. So you can't tell me that you love me if you don't trust me. That, that doesn't work. Because if you love me and you don't trust me, whatever I do will be suspicious to you. And that will lead to fear. And that will make us understand that there is no fear in love. So if there is fear found in your supposed love, then it is not love in the first place. So, so many things are happening and it's creating so much fear and panic. And that's the reason why we are supposed to know who we are and stand on something. Today, I want to talk about a very sensitive, very interesting, yet profound and much spoken of. And that is standing on the word of God. Standing on the word of God. Beloved, in these times, if you don't know the word of God, and if you don't have the word of God as your anchor, and if you're not standing on his word, it will be difficult for you to operate in this season. 
You'll be tossed back and forth by the wind that are blowing. Because, you know, because as I said, we need to redeem the times because the days are evil. So since the days are evil, then you must have something that you should hang on to. That when things are tough and things are hard and people are perplexed by the complexities of life, you can hold on to it and you're like, I am secured. In this time, we are looking for security. The reason why some nations are powerful is because of the kind of military and security system they put in place. People are insecure by the many things going on. But I want to talk to you about something. I want to assure you that in the midst of the many things happening, in the midst of everything going on, there is someone we can hold on to. There is something that we can hold on to, that when we hold on to and we are hooked up to it, it doesn't matter the wind that will blow. It doesn't matter the pressures of this world. It doesn't matter how the world will go against us. We will still be sure that we are secured. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 to 29. You know, therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a, ma- is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The Bible says, and the wind blew and beat against that house. See, the wind did what? Please, I, I, I want to hear the church. The wind did what? And what happened? Beat against the house. So the wind blew. The wind may be the challenges of this world. The wind may be the many things you are going through. Sometimes it may be academic problems, emotional problems, relationship, family issues. It might be sicknesses. It might be a lot of things. The Bible never said that the wind did not blow. The wind passed by it. No. The Bible says that the wind blew and beat against that house yet it did not fall yet it did not fall (laughs) in these times a lot of people are falling a lot of people are falling so so called Christians are falling (laughs) and it says that because it had its foundation on the rock it has its foundation on the rock but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. My question to you is that what have you built your house on? You know, unfortunately, we are in a dispensation where people look at the beauty of a house and they're like, wow, the house is very beautiful. I've never seen anyone saying that, wow, such a beautiful foundation. But then we are always talking about the house that we see. You know, we always see people looking glamorous. We always see people looking so beautiful. We see people and we envy them. We see people and we want to be like them. We see people and we, want to, we yearn to be like them. But we don't know that which they are built on. Because the, the, what the house is, the strength of the house is found on the foundation on which it is built. If the foundation is weak, it doesn't matter how high, how beautiful the building is, it will go down when things become tough. When the wind begins to blow, when there are earthquakes here and there. You realize that when there are earthquakes, there are some houses that go down. Yesterday, there are some houses that stand. And Jesus was saying that, he hears my words, these words. What were the words that Jesus was talking about? 
when you read the book of Matthew chapter 5, realize that it was a time <clears throat> where Jesus Christ had started, I mean, his ministry, and he had become very popular. In fact, when you go to chapter 4, the last three verses, it talks about the fact that the fame of Jesus Christ had been made known to the whole of Israel, and everybody was following him. They've seen a young man who is working science and wonders, miraculous science and wonders, because at that time, Jesus was around the age of 30. But the first thing Jesus Christ decided to do was to teach his disciples. Was to teach his disciples. Was to build them. Was to inject the word of God into them. Because he knows that for them to be able to stand, for them to be able to thrive, for them to be victors in the evil era and in the evil age, they need to understand and know and walk in the word of God. So instead of talking about the blessedness of becoming a child of God, how we are, we are uh, blessedness has to talk about, has to deal with abundance. We have everything in abundance, everything as children of God. We have everything. And he talked about it and he, he went on to talk about how we are the light and the salt of the earth. Said so that when people see us, we are not just people who just speak his word, but we do that which we say. Then he went on further and further and further on. He started talking about the rock. And the rock is symbolic of the word of God. Let me tell you, the end of the age is at hand. Even during the time of the apostles, they were expectant of the coming of the Messiah. In the book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 to 6, the Bible says that one time, you know, the disciples were with Jesus. And they, Jesus was talking about a building and everything. And they started, they came to him, Nicodemusly, and they started asking him. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, what will happen? When will this happen? And what will be the signs of your coming? And on the, of the age, of the, and of the end of the age, Jesus answered, Watch out that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and they will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see that it's, see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen. I like Pastor Dave, mostly he talked, he talked about the fact that the, the, the Bible contains every prophecy you need to know. In fact, the Bible, what you read, the Bible is the newsletter for tomorrow. So whatever you see tomorrow has already been prophesied in the word of God. So anyone who knows the word of God and stands on the word of God is not perturbed. Because you know what will happen tomorrow. You know what is going on. You understand the times. You understand the seasons. You're not like a fool who lives life like life is just like the way they see it. But you live life with understanding and meaning. The Bible says for now Christ has been made unto us. Wisdom. If you call yourself a child of God, then you have wisdom. And wisdom will help you to know and understand that the days you are living in are evil. And it will help you understand why things are happening. Why things are going certain ways. Why people, can, why people now who are ladies are now saying that I don't want to be a lady, I want to be a guy. Why people who are this want to be different. Why people are having all kinds of ideologies and philosophies. You're not alarmed. Because the Bible has prophesied all of them. If when you take your time and you read through the whole of Matthew 24, it talks about it. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 10, 
Paul was writing to Timothy and he was reminding him of what he had already heard concerning the end of the time. But that, mark, mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Beloved, we are in the last days. Terrible times. And if you say that the times are terrible, it means that it is, it is such, such that you don't live in a, in a place of comfort, in a place of luxury. Like every time, you are pursued by death. You know, as children of God, every day we get closer to our death. Because there can be a group of people who say that, I don't agree with you. And they will just pick a gun and just shoot you. Many things are happening, crazy things. Why, why would you end up telling me that if I cannot re- recite the first chapter of Quran, you will kill me? And if I, don't, if I don't recite it, then you pick a gun and you kill me. Because all that they are doing is that they are angry not with us, but they are angry with Jesus. So this fight you are fighting is not against me and the devil. It's against the devil and Jesus. It's against light and darkness. Therefore, I cannot win this battle on my own. I cannot win this battle with my own knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. I need to, I need to lean on Jesus. I need to lean on the solid rock. I need to lean on Jesus Christ so that I can understand the plans, the schemes, the arsenals of the devil and walk as a wise person. Other than that, Jesus will come and you'll be a waste. Terrible times will come. Terrible times. In the last days, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their, to their parents, ungraceful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control. The youth of today, they don't have self-control at all. Whatever they see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People lack self-control. People are disobedient. Children are disobedient to their parents. Parents have no love for their kids. Kids have no love for their brothers and sisters. Brethren in the church hate one another. One is so hurt that he or she cannot forgive their brethren. In the, we are in a society where people measure by the amount of money you have. When you have money, you are worshipped in the society. So people are running and chasing after money. These are all signs of the end times. Where our focus has left Jesus. And our focus is on mammon. On money. I wouldn't say that money is bad because at the end I want to get a job that they will pay me well. But if money becomes the motivation for the things I do, that means I have a problem. Because do you know that even at your workplace, the Bible says that, if you work, work as not unto man, but as unto God. That means that wherever you find yourself as a teacher, as a worker, wherever, whether you're working in the industry, anywhere you find yourself, and including a church, if you are working, work as unto God. That is how your life can be distinguished from the rest of the people. Daniel was a man who distinguished himself. Why? Because Daniel was a man who upheld the laws of God. He didn't compromise on his virtues and on his principles in the Lord. He held on. In Daniel chapter 1, the Bible says that they were given, they were asked to be given the best meal offered to the king, but they resolved not to defile themselves with the king's meal. 
it got to a point the king said, worship me. If you don't worship me, you are dead. You are dead meat. I'll turn you to hot dogs or sausage. They said, no, we are not going to worship any other person aside our God. Go to a time. They said, do not pray. He said, I will pray. All because the, all because the devil is against Jesus. So he was talking about the signs of the end times. But then, one thing I wanted to understand that all these things are happening and we are not supposed to be perturbed. We are supposed to know that it has been prophesied. So when you see all these things running, going up and down, just sit down and just ask yourself, what am I doing? What's my responsibility as the light of the world? How can I live and take and make the best out of what I have now. Am I also running and running with fear and panic like the way the rest of the world is? Or I am holding on to Jesus. When Peter was walking on the sea, as far as he looked in the face of Jesus, as far as he looked in the word of God, he was able to walk on the sea. Beloved, there are are troubles here and there. There are troubles here and there. Everywhere there are troubles. Even if you are running, even if you want to run away from troubles, troubles will run to you. But then, when you continue to gaze your eyes on the word of God and hold on to his word, focus on him, unwavering. You know, if I were you, instead of me to look at the waves, instead of me to look at the challenges, instead of me to look at the many things happening around me, I'll just clean my lens and look at Jesus very well. 24-7, looking at him. Oh, you are going to die. Okay. You are going to fail. Fine. This person has died. Okay. What is wrong with you? Okay. Let people say you are not correct. Because, you know, that's why Paul said that I, I pray that you'll be able to bear a little of my folly. It got to a point people saw Paul as a man who is crazy. The reason being that the way he perceived things, his understanding of God and how he had just focused on him was mind-boggling. They could not understand. Why this man would just be doing that? Just look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Don't look at yourself. You are not the author and the finisher of yourself. You never wrote any scripture. You never wrote any script. And you are not the one who is going to complete the script. You've never written any script. You've never authored any book. And you're not the one going to complete that book. The author of your life, the one who started your story, is Jesus Christ. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. The only way you will remain unwavering, unshaking, is when you continue to look into the word of Jesus when you read 1 John chapter 4, verse 3 to 6, we are talking about Antichrist, always talking about Antichrist here and there. When the Antichrist comes, that means that the end of time is now. When the, immediately we see the Antichrist, that means that, oh, hola la, now the end is an end. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. You know, some people think the Antichrist is a human being who will come and coerce everybody, blah, blah. Anyone 
who does not acknowledge Jesus that is from God is already an antichrist. Antichrists are already working on the surface of the earth. Some are antichrists, some antichrists are in your house. Some antichrists are even in the church. There are antichrists everywhere. But it says that what? You, dear children, are from God and have already overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. So though things are bad, things are worse, that's what we are seeing. That's how physically we are seeing them. But the Bible says that you, dear children, you are not of this world. Can you go back to the verse 4? That you are not of this world. You are of God. Therefore, because of that, you've overcome the world. Hallelujah. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world. That's why sometimes you don't need to argue with people. Some people, they will argue their points here and there because actually they are not born again. They are not of God. They are blinded by the prince and the principalities of this age. They need the light of God through Christ to pierce through their eyes to remove the skills. They speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. And from God, we are from God. And whoever knows God, listen to us. But whoever is not from God, does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Hallelujah. In these times where there are so many truths, everybody, now, I was reading a little bit about truth in, now when you read psychology and philosophy, you get to understand that truth is relative. Okay, everybody has his own truth of the story. You can't tell me that this is absolute truth. What you think is the truth. So now, that's the reason why everybody is doing whatever they want because everybody is right in their own sight. But those are the viewpoints of the earth, of the world. The only way you'll be able to stand firm in the midst of these many blinded truths is when you are hooked up on the word of God. On the word of God. Let me tell you, the Bible says everything in this world shall pass away. But the word of God shall remain. The word of God shall remain. Things will go, you know, everything, the sickness, it will pass. Success will pass. It, everything you see, human beings, I, Albert, standing here, one day, one day, me, my physical body, it will pass. No one will live on this earth for a thousand years. Everything will pass. But there is one thing that will not pass. That is the word of God. So why would I run after things that will pass? Why would I put my trust and my faith in men? Why would I put my trust and my faith in politics? Why would I put my trust and my faith in my academics? Why would I put my trust and my faith in my family? Why would I put my trust and my faith in my pastor? Why would I put my trust and my faith in somebody? Well, there is something that will never pass away, that will never fade away. That is the absolute truth. That is the word of God. Ha, the Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father. No one goes to the Father except to me. I'm the way, the truth. He was so absolute. I am the truth. The truth the world is seeking for. You know, when you start learning science, you get to understand that everything about science came out of assumptions. 
Everything came out of assumption. That's why every time we are coming up with theories, deductions here and there, we are refining things here and there. But when the truth is absolute, it is absolute. It doesn't change. That's why Jesus said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Jesus you knew, the Jesus you know, is still that Jesus. He hasn't changed his love towards you. He hasn't changed his care towards you. He hasn't changed his perception towards you. He still loves you the same as you are. How he knew you, how you came to him, that he accepted you. He's still like that. If we, in these times, let's look up onto the word of God. If there is any time a person is supposed to become a student of the word of God, it is now. In John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that had been made. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. In him all things consist. He is the epitome of everything. He is the author. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the word. Of God. He is Jesus. He's that solid rock. He's that rock that is very dependable. Are you thirsty? Get to the rock. Just speak to the rock. You get water. Are you running away from danger? Go. You'll be hidden in the rock. What is it? Why are you perplexed? Why are you crying in your house? Why are you crying in your room? Why are you acting like you are an orphan? Forgetting that he is the father of the fatherless and the mother of the motherless. He is the father of all. We are his adopted children. We have the right to call him our father. He is that word. He is the dependable God. He is the word of Jesus. He is that exact statement God made that created the universe. God knows you can't do it on your own. That's why he has given you God. His that's why he has given you his word. Read his word. Learn. Don't seek after miracles, signs and wonders. They are good. But let your focus be on his word. Let me tell you, if I prophesy and everything, and at the end, you don't know his word. When challenges come, you fall. But when you read his word, and you are firmly rooted in him, no matter what will blow, you are still unshaking. That's why there are some churches, they have membership, but their members, they fall easily because they lack discipleship and the true word of God. What will sustain this world is what made this world. Let me repeat myself again. What will sustain this world is what made this world. And what made this world is the word of God. Can we close our eyes? Shandama knows me. As far as Peter looked in the face of Jesus, he could... He, as far as he looked into the face of Jesus, he was able to walk on the sea. My Lord, shut that up. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face. You are beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face. 
Anything outside God is ugly. If you want to know the true definition of beauty, look into his face. And as you look into his face, you become radiant as he is. As you look into his face, you become glorious as he is. Cast all your cares and burdens upon him because he cares for you. Whatever you are going through, whatever you are experiencing, just cast it onto him. He is that rock. He is that word. He is that dependable God. He is that which made, which was, which is, and which is to come. That word. That will never pass away. Anything, everything will pass, but his word will still stand. I, I heard that I had a great, great grandparents. I had great, great grandparents, but I can't see them. But I still see Jesus. And I will pass and go. And my great grandchildren will still see Jesus. He never changes. Just pray unto him within a minute. Present your problems, whatever it is. And just ask for strength from him. Ask for the, uh, the strength to be disciplined in his word. The strength to continue to look into his face. That you are not shaking by the many things happening in this world. Some of us, we are always looking at the many trends going on in the world. You, you hear a trend and you, hey, you run after it. Um, we are going to die with this, this, this. Beloved, have we finished looking into the word of God? Are you done? How much have you read in his word that you waste much of your time being misled by what social media is presenting to us? We have the word of God. If you want the latest updates, open the Bible. The Bible contains the latest updates. Father, we thank you for your word. You've made us understand that, Lord, your word is stand sure. We pray, O oh God, that even in these times, we will hold on to your word. Unwavering, we will hold on to your word. Unshaking, because we know that, Lord, you are a dependable God. That though we don't belong in this world, though we are not of this world, we are in this world, but we are of you. Give us the strength to live that life that you want us to live. That our light will shine to the world. That through our life, the world will get to know, see, and come unto you. Because you made us understand that we are in the last of the last of the last days. Father, in this time, give us the ability to stand for you forever and ever. No matter the wind of philosophies, the dangers all around, Father, keep us safe in your arm. And we know that you've already done that. We are holding on to your promises, Lord. We are holding on to your word, which you've, which you've given unto us. And that with that, we are more than conquerors. In the mighty name of Jesus, we've prayed with thanksgiving. Let all saints say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you need prayers, um, you can come and we would pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net 
or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.